apparently hadn't died. I won't name them here. Santa will do that in his own time. Once we were finally in Santa's study, seated in front of a warm fire and munching chocolate chip cookies, he explained why he had invited me to the North Pole. The true story of Christmas, and my part in it, is as wonderful and complicated as the world itself, Santa said. Very few people really know much about the holiday at all. For some time, Layla has been urging me to tell the real story, so everyone will understand Christmas and Santa Claus better. And Layla is? Uh, I asked. <laughs> My wife, of course, Santa chuckled. She's a much more interesting person than the meek little lady people usually picture when they think of Mrs. Santa Claus. Anyway, I'm not a writer myself, so I thought I might find one who'd record my story as I tell it, then turn it into a book for everyone to read. The story you wrote for your newspaper convinces me that you truly love Christmas, although I'm afraid you don't know nearly as much about it as you think you do. How could I refuse? I called home, told my family I'd be away for a while, and began helping Santa with his book. It seemed more like fun than work. Santa's stories were full of adventure and wonder. Sometimes Layla, Felix, or other friends would join us and add their comments. Throughout the project, Santa insisted that our book be historically accurate. We want readers to learn something about world history as well as the history of Christmas, he constantly repeated. Whenever any date or other fact was in doubt, we consulted history books. So, as amazing as it might seem, just about everyone whose name you read here really did exist. Only a few of the main characters, Philip, Felix, Layla, Dorothea, and Willie Skulkin, can't be found in history books because they valued their privacy so much. Well, that's enough for me. Santa's the one whose voice you want and need to hear. So prepare yourself for a unique story that's equal parts history and magic. In closing, let me assure you doubters, there really is a Santa Claus. I learned from working on this book that you don't need to go to the North Pole to find him. It's only necessary to look into your own heart. Jeff Gwynn Fort Worth, Texas. Forward. You're right to believe in me. Oh, I know it's hard sometimes. There always are people eager to tell you there isn't a Santa Claus, that I'm just a story made up long ago and trotted out every Christmas since. I suppose I should be angry with them, but I feel sorry for them instead. Have you ever noticed that it's always unhappy people who attack the things happy people believe in? That's been my observation, at least, and I suppose I've been around long enough to know. So, let's start with this. I've decided it's time to tell the real story of Santa Claus, and to have it told by the one who knows it best. Me! It's a long story, 
going back the better part of two thousand years. I'll try not to bore you too much with dates and places, but there are important times and people in my life you should know more about. My wife, for one, and Felix, who was my first helper fifteen centuries ago, and others. Without many faithful friends, my role in Christmas wouldn't have been possible, and that's one reason I want to tell my tale. I always get the credit. From the beginning, my philosophy has been, it's better to give than to receive, and I want to see the credit properly shared among all those who deserve it. I remember one time, for instance, when the pilgrims maintained it wasn't right to celebrate Christmas at all. They decided anyone caught observing the holiday would be punished, and I found myself telling Felix that I should just give up ever doing my holiday rounds in the new land called America. Felix convinced me otherwise, of course. We'll tell that story in its proper time, but it's a good example of why someone else deserves some of the glory. Perhaps I was just feeling discouraged when I made that remark to Felix. Even Santa Claus gets discouraged sometimes, and almost certainly I would simply have waited the pilgrims out. Still, it's also possible that without Felix's encouraging words, no child in the United States would ever have awakened Christmas morning to find filled stockings and a present from old Santa under the tree. Another reason I'm writing this book is to clear up some matters that apparently have troubled too many people for too long. On Christmas Eve, for instance, they wonder how Santa can possibly get around to the house of every deserving child in the whole wide world. Why do I have different names in different countries if I'm just one person? Do my helpers and I really live at the North Pole? And do reindeer really know how to fly? I'll tell what I can, but I must say this right away. There are some answers I don't know either. This is the difference, the very important difference between illusion and magic. Illusion is when something happens that seems impossible, but eventually can be figured out. Magic is when something happens that can't be understood. Quite simply, illusion is explained but magic just is. There's some illusion in what I do, but there's a fair share of magic, too. You'll learn about times I couldn't quite understand what was happening to me, and how I finally realized there are some things that can't be understood, just accepted. But what I hope you'll learn above all else is that the real magic of Christmas involves love, and that the greatest joy is giving rather than getting. Just as this isn't a perfect world, Christmas isn't a perfect holiday, 
and won't be until all human beings on this beautiful planet can live together in harmony. No single person can make this happen. But if we each do what we can, then there's still hope that one Christmas day we'll find ourselves enjoying the most wonderful gift possible, complete peace on earth and goodwill from everyone to everyone. <laughs> well, that was quite a speech I let myself make. Layla, I suppose she's better known as Mrs. Claus, would point out I was sounding like quite an old windbag. Get on with the story, she'd say, if she was reading this, and she'd be right. It's time to begin. After all, I don't want to put you to sleep. Unless, of course, it's Christmas Eve. Chapter One My Earliest Memories I live at the snowy North Pole now, but my life began surrounded by sand. I was born in a country that was then called Lycia. It's since been absorbed into the nation of Turkey which I suppose is appropriate, considering what many families like to eat for their Christmas dinner. Lycia was located along the southwestern border of the land, across the Mediterranean Sea from Egypt and Israel. The year of my birth is recorded as 280 A.D., or 280 years after what is now considered the official birth year of a much more important baby, whose name was Jesus. Actually, records weren't...